we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 23rd, 2017. The next report, moving along the same lines, reports of low-flying Chinooks over Dillsboro, North Carolina. The helicopters, the Chinooks. Uh, editors note, as reported on this website and in my book, Underground Military Bases Hidden in North Carolina Mountains, there is a secret base beneath the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, which is immediately north of Dillsboro, North Carolina. Chinooks seen over the town may be coming from there. Now, again, this is just one more military base. I don't even know how many we've reported on. It's unbelievable how many there are. Since before this website started in 2008, and that's the skyships over Cashers, people have seen UFOs and later smaller Apache helicopters flying low over Dillsboro. Almost always they were flying from north to south. Then on May 24, 2016, we received reports for the first time ever of a huge CH-47 Chinook helicopters flying the same route over the town. The report came from Cindy, who works at the Mercantile on Front Street, which is historically known as Brady's Bradley's General Store. Uh, and then on the left, we see a photo which gives the size of a CH-47 Chinook. It's a huge uh, dual... Uh, propeller helicopter uh, known as a military workhorse it is used for picking up and dropping off heavy equipment supplies and combat troops it can fit a lot of people and here's even the mercantile store that this lady works at uh, that they're talking about and here's another little map that's showing where Dillsboro is in relation to Gatlinburg in relation to um, Waynesville Asheville in that whole county because it's all kind of tied together it's it's all like western north carolina to eastern tennessee it's all kind of tied together in this these mountain ranges anyway it says i heard the really loud sound overhead that nearly vibrated the building cindy reported and i ran outside to see what it was it was a huge low-flying chinook helicopter and she's got pictures of it here very slowly toward the south there was something like a slender rod sticking out from the front i learned later that it's called a refueling boom used for mid-air refueling. I grabbed my cell phone from my pocket and snapped these photos, then I looked at my watch, it was 4.18 p.m. And great pictures of this Chinook flying over the town. On that same day, we received another report and photos from a second Dillsboro resident who wanted to be identified as Jay. On May 23, 2016, at about 5 p.m., I watched a C-47 Chinook fly fairly low over my backyard, Jay wrote. It was dark olive grab olive drab green in color and the back ramp was partially open as was the side door there were no markings at all on the helicopter which is something you'll see a lot in these clandestine secret ops you're not going to see an american flag or any kind of identifying things on there that why if you if, that way if you go to report it it's like well did you see an identifying marks no well that wouldn't be normal because it would normally have you know whatever so it's a way that they can use to, to discredit people, I think. You know, because <clears throat> there's, you know, and it's also a way that if there, there's no way you can track something if it doesn't have any identifying markings. Uh, there was an extremely long rod-like appendage off the front of the fuselage, perhaps an in-flight refueling connection, just like the other lady saw. Less than two minutes later, it circled back and crossed my yard, heading toward Georgia for a second time. Uh, the next day, May 24, 2016, two Chinooks crossed my yard again. They flew one to two minutes apart. The second Chinook flew so slowly, I wondered if it were carrying a heavy load inside. Just like, and again, is this these these airdrops that these Russians are getting that other people in other parts of, of these 
you know, national parks that may be cut off or isolated where there's no road access, but they still need resupplied, yet they're guarding these areas. Yeah, I think that's what we're dealing with here. Um, and then it said, just like the day before, the Chinooks were dull, dark olive drab green with no markings whatsoever. This time, all the ramps and the doors were closed, though. I did a little research and learned that the Chinooks are heavy-duty helicopters. They are used by the militaries and the governments globally for troop and supply transports. Chinooks are special helicopters. They have three super heavy-duty hooks underneath the fuselage. That design element is for picking up and dropping off large cargo. The Chinook was designed over 50 years ago to drop off troops and supplies without ever landing. In the U.S., the helicopter has been used heavily in every war and conflict since Vietnam. Okay, now we have the next report power plant may supply secret underground facilities here is the original there's a picture here and i tried to leave these pictures large a lot of times i'll reduce pictures on the pds if they're not really super pertinent to the content i'm talking about but i've tried to leave all of these pictures large for this pdf the pdf for today is 20 pages long and there's a lot of pictures that's why you might want to follow along the original john siever coal-fired power plant is shown within the red box and there's a picture here there's a red box around this original power plant everything to the left of this power plant has been added since the plant was converted to natural gas and you're going to see why that's weird in a second here editors note the source of this information is a man who knows the people the history and the real estate around john siever power plant on the holston river near rogersville tennessee he has also worked for the government we would just call him Bill. Uh, the official story is that the Tennessee Valley Authority, or the TVA, converted the John Seaver power plant to in Rogersville, Tennessee, from coal to natural gas in 2011 for environmental reasons. Many people were, were puzzled by this conversion, Bill said, because the plant was considered the most efficient coal power plant in the entire world in other words if you have the most efficient coal power plant in the entire world why do you need to convert it to natural gas it, it doesn't even make sense and the other puzzling things have been observed around the plants ever since then the number two thing that's puzzling the original plant probably occupied 80 acres Bill says, but the government has acquired something like 8,000 acres around the original 80 acres since 2011. 80, or no, I'm sorry, 8,000 acres, okay? From 80 acres? And again, you keep seeing this same theme over and over again. The government inquiring, uh, acquiring huge amounts of land around these areas where they're doing these secret covert things whether it's the underground military bases or whatever you, you see it over and over and over again the same dynamic they've pushed a lot of people out of their homes when people didn't want to go then their homes were all raised meaning they're all destroyed the tva is still trying to acquire more land puzzlement three while the TVA once allowed fishing around the plant and provided a picnic area and a boat ramp and a little campground for the public, that's all gone now, Bill says. Now it's run like a Nazi concentration camp. The guards no longer are friendly and actually have beat the snot out of some people who were just fishing along the river. Puzzlement 4. 
There are now unmarked dark helicopters that fly near the facility, Bill says. I think they're all dark brown. They typically fly so low. Again, the common theme we see over and over, all in this same area, eastern Tennessee mountains to the, to the western mountains of North Carolina, and particularly below I-40, a lot of this activity is going on. Okay, um, Most of the activity that I'm seeing. Now, I'm not saying there's not stuff going on above I-40, but I'm saying for... It seems to be ground zero, western North Carolina, eastern Tennessee mountains below I-40. And again, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg are below I-40. Asheville is right above I-40, but again, it's just above it. It's literally, I mean, it kind of I-40 kind of splits Asheville, but Asheville's primarily right. I mean, literally, you get off the, the exits for Asheville, which is like exit 50 in that area i mean it's literally right there you're you're literally in the town of asheville right then so that seems to be ground zero for where the majority of this activity seems to be going on just to give you a little more clarification um these helicopters are typically flying so low that the rotating blades barely can be seen above the forest yet they never seem to land and again are they disappearing into thin air are they using cloaking technology is there some type of holographic thing where they're flying into, which masks them? Obviously, they're flying low to the trees because they don't want to be seen. All of this stuff's covert. Okay, so puzzlement five. They no longer maintain the big electrical towers coming from the plant, Bill adds. They're rusty and orange, and the bolts are rusting off them. Um, they only maintain one set of twin pole power lines, meaning... They're letting certain aspects of this power plant that they've expanded by 8,000 acres, yet they're letting certain aspects of the power plant basically just deteriorate, which doesn't really make sense if they put all this money into it, okay? From what I've learned, those lines are bringing power into the plant. So think about that. Not pumping it out. So it appears the facility is consuming power and not generating it. Almost meaning like, it's almost like a, a cover, you know? That's really puzzling because the generators are working. They've got four units with smoke coming out of them, but where's all this power going? And again, we see this common theme. We see the, the power lines going up to the top of that, I don't know, is it Sugarloaf Mountain or whatever? I think it is next to chimney rock that we that we reported when i read her book secret underground bases in north carolina and we, we mentioned that today again so <clears throat> in other words these underground bases are consuming just unbelievable amounts of power that that like large cities probably wouldn't even be consuming this is the kind of power consumption we're talking about here or close to maybe a large city or you know thereabouts uh bill's theory when i got a map out and i saw the john siever plant is practically due north of the secret underground facility beneath perry which is the pisgah astronomical research institute which we talked about extensively in the other teaching that i mentioned and i posted the teachings for i began to wonder could the Seaver plant be supplying electrical power via underground tunnels to Perry, which obviously is just the capstone for a huge underground base, as we talked about, 
and other secret facilities in the Appalachian Mountains that whistleblowers have reported. The government's odd activities around the Seaver plant since 2011 might support this idea. Again, all this stuff is, is, is connected. Next report. Secret military bases use people repellent. So here's a way they keep people away. Now, I do believe that, you know, obviously, if you ever started experiencing these, these feelings, this would be a strong indicator that you're, that you're near an underground base or you're near somewhere they don't want you to be. I also believe that if God called you to that area and you prayed about it, he could take all of this away. He could take all of these things that we're going to be reporting on away. But it depends if you're called to do this and you're called to a specific area. Remember, you don't ever want to run ahead of God. You know, you don't want to, you want him to lead you. You want to have confirmation if you're ever supposed to do any of this stuff. Um, and it's very important that you we're not running ahead of God because when we do, we get, we get outside of his protection. Or we're prone to be out. I'm not saying God can't protect you, but we're prone to get outside his protection because we're outside the will of God. So it's extremely important if you think you're called to do something and then all of a sudden you start to get all these red flags. For instance, I'll just say this. There's a gentleman up on the internet that has a show. He's a Christian. And it's on the whole cryptozoological creature phenomenon. Okay. The Bigfoots, Bigfoot, Dogmen. I don't know if you've heard of Dogmen. Listen, there are thousands of accounts of people have seen these things and having interactions with them. There is no way they're all lying. A, a huge majority of these people are hunters that have been doing this ever since they've been brought up as hunters. They're extremely detail-oriented in their accounts. These people don't, a lot of times, they don't, they don't want to be on film. They don't, they don't, they don't want their real name. They're not in this for glory. They're not, they're embarrassed about the whole thing. It's just, they don't want anything, they don't want any part of this, okay? Other than the fact they want to get the word out about things. I have heard so many accounts of people about black-eyed children, dogmen, Bigfoot werewolves stuff like that stuff that that most christians would say oh that's all lies and yeah that's why hollywood has devoted so much time to their glorification and to trying to get us to all live in absolute abject fear of these things the ufos the whole all of it falls under these classifications anyway i approached him recently and i had been hearing a lot of the people he'd been interviewing and a lot of them were christians and it's such a common theme that Christians don't get victory when it comes to stuff like this. And, I mean, we get in, even into the realm of ghosts in your house. And I finally had heard this one interview, and it was about a Christian, and, and, you know, he got his clock clean by, like, you know, this ghostly entity, and he was a Christian. And I, I finally contacted this gentleman, and I said, listen, I said, here's my testimony. I, I sent him some of my testimonies. I said... I'd really like you to interview me, and I haven't agreed to do an interview from anybody in like, oh boy, eight, nine years. It's because it's like every ministry I, I tended to yoke up with in the past, I ended up getting burned. I was getting into subjects where 
if I got into something they didn't agree with, they would attack me. So I just finally got to the point where it was almost like God was saying, okay, just, just do your, just do what I'm calling you to do. Don't yoke up with other ministries and just do that. And things have went pretty smoothly, you know, as a result of me doing that. And so I ended up, um, I ended up contacting him, had a really good conversation with him, talked to him for a good hour. He was really psyched about having me on connected with him awesomely and i'm telling you it's like that night after i hung up the phone i got really sick now i normally that is not one area where i have a weakness my stomach is typically i can you know i try not to eat bad food i hadn't eaten any bad food all of a sudden i got super super nauseous i had to take everything but the kitchen sink to keep from not throwing up and it was like out of nowhere and i'm like this is really weird this is like never happens to me and i thought well eh, i don't know i i can't say that that's whatever but then i had this horrific dream that uh literally i was supposed to we were going to do the interview on sunday and i had this horrific dream about just it was just bad it was just bad stuff about me and taylor and, and uh, it was basically about us losing the protection of god is what it really boiled down to I had never had a dream about like this in years. I, I mean, I don't even can't remember ever having a dream about it, period. And it was very uncharacteristic because I truly do believe that God has protected us. And this was almost like God's protective hand had been removed. And I really got the strong feeling that it was connected to me doing this interview. If I was, if I was going to go through and do this interview... Here's the problem. I hadn't prayed about this before I contacted this guy. I just saw in my own heart, and I think God knows my heart, I really wanted to help his listeners and have somebody get on his show and tell them that, listen, we have the power through the Lord Jesus Christ. As Christians, we are not to walk around in some defeated, like, scared state of the devil and of these cryptozoological creatures like bigfoot like werewolves like whatever you want to throw at us we are the ones that have the power okay we're the ones that have the power to defeat these things because these things are demonic entities they're 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 i'm not saying they're not real i'm not saying they're not flesh and blood but i'm saying there's a gigantic evil entity component to these things and that is the entity where we battle not against flesh and blood okay so i wanted to impart a lot of my testimonies and my faith to his listeners because a common theme from this show and from these types of cryptozoological creature type shows and hardly any of them are christian oriented a common theme is that there's no hope Oh my word, I just wanted to get out of there with my life. I fleed in abject fear. I was screaming. I, I wanted to get out of there. I was going to get killed. It was, it's all fear-based. Everybody that's fear-based. And I have a totally opposite viewpoint of this subject. I mean, I want to go toward it. I want to go toward these creatures. I want to engage them in literal battle. Now, by literal battle, I mean spiritual warfare, though. All I need, all I truly feel like I need is a Bible. That's it. A King James Bible, that's all. 
I'm totally relying on God when I do this. When I dealt with that voodoo witch doctor, and I don't know how many other voodoo witch doctors were involved, and they were trying to kill me. I knew this. I found, I mean, I, the whole thing that you hear. Key and supernatural in the keyword search box. I'm not lying about any of that stuff. If, if I'm lying about any of that stuff, God can kill me tonight. He knows I'm not lying. I have no fear of saying that at all. Okay? When I went out to confront that Northport devil that was supposedly 20-foot tall, white-winged reptilian that had manifested, numerous people had seen it, people were fleeing out of there in abject fear, I was not relying on me, Scott Johnson. I was not, I had no faith in the flesh. I had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God and his angelic host and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I feel like when I go to these places and I engage stuff, I'm not by myself. I am bringing a host of <laughs> holy, angelic, and, and holy weapons to battle with me, plus the prayers of my listeners, which is a gigantically huge factor. That's what I'm relying on. I'm relying on the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to see his name be glorified. I want to see people get saved. I know I've been mocked a lot about this by other ministries. Um, and again, this is why I'm so cautious about yoking up with any ministry because I've been mocked so much about it. It's fine. Go ahead, mock, whatever. We'll see in the end. We'll see in the end who's right. We'll see in the end if we really truly are engaging in a spiritual battle that is life and death, that is more real than the actual present day world we live in. We'll see. I mean, I think the Bible tends to indicate that in Revelation, the book of Daniel. Am I anything? No, I truly don't believe that. I just think that God's given me a lot of faith in this particular area. And it's an area I'm called to. Not everybody's called to it. So if you're not called to it, don't feel bad. Why? Well, because we're the body of Christ. Can the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need? But I, what I'm trying to do is to impart faith to other people so that they can go and have victory as well over these things and i'm just so sick of all the paranormal shows and all the horse shows and all the other stuff out there that always portray christians as powerless always portray christians as idiots always pay, portray christians as scared little babies that know nothing that don't know how at all to engage these things or do battle what it, what was one of the primary things jesus did in his mission i mean if you look at his days were typically occupied mostly with casting out devils and demons yes we read the words of jesus okay but that was like probably very brief in comparison to all the times he was casting out devils and demons in people whether it was causing them to act crazy or causing them to have epilepsy or causing them a sickness or causing them whatever that's what jesus did primarily to show his power Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's what the Bible says. That's why he came. So I just believe that as these things, as it gets more wicked, and these things, and I'm telling you, like these black-eyed children, they're coming out of the woodwork now. There's all kind of new reports up there people are getting into, and these people don't have a clue on how to deal with this stuff. And it's so simple. It really, truly is. But you have to be a saved Christian and you have to have the faith to believe that the weapons of our warfare are mighty. 
that we can engage them. And to memorize scripture so you have it in your head that when you go there, you can quote that. And you're relying on the Lord Jesus. You're not relying on a gun. You're not relying on a stick of dynamite or a hand grenade. That's not how you deal with these things. I, I truly believe that. You know? I am probably one of the only people on the internet that you will ever hear say this stuff because even the other Christian ministries, and I'm not trying to come down on them, even they will say, no, they really, you need a 50 caliber and you need a headshot. Okay, how does God get any glory from that? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they can't be taken out. But... I don't know. I'm just telling you the way that I am called and that's the way I feel about it. I've had all these covens try to kill me. I just reread the the I mean, I, there's stuff I can't even say online. Because I've had another witch email me that was a former witch that got converted by cuz she saw what happened when these other witches tried to kill me. And I can't even tell you, that was an attack from like three or four years ago. She was there watching what happened to the head witch. And I, I can't really say anything more now because she's afraid that they're going to find out that this or that. And, and it connects with that black-eyed witch that threatened me, Jasmine. Listen, it's not because I'm, I'm any whatever... I just have the faith to believe that God can protect me. And yes, I do believe the prayers of my listeners have made a gigantic difference in the protection. Um, but I believe that we have this, this power. I've seen it demonstrated in my own life over and over and over again. And we do not have to live in fear of all this. And when the body of Christ finally gets a hold of this, this truth that I'm telling you, that is real, I... I would bet my soul on it it is real we have that jesus said that, that if you have the faith of the grain of a mustard seed you could say to this mountain be thou removed and cast into the sea that's the kind of faith i mean okay i think it's going to be i, I believe as things get more and more wicked jesus is going the lord jesus christ the holy spirit is going to start empowering more people with that level of faith because it's going to be needed in order to battle the forces of evil. As wickedness increases, his grace all the more. So, anyway, I just, I don't know. I wanted to throw that in there and, and, and let you know. And I trust me, I am not saying this to, like I said, if I got what I deserve, I'd get death and hell. And, and I'd be the first to, I mean, literally, if God were to accuse me, I'd be like, yep, I deserve it, God. I agree with you. Now, I'm not, I don't want it. <laughs> I'd beg for mercy, but I'm saying, how could I, you know, I, I, I like, you know, why, why does he put up with me type of thing? You know, that's how I feel about myself. So I, I'm, I'm not saying this in a sanctimonious way. I'm not saying it because I think I'm better than anybody. I really want to see other people's faith be increased and other people be saved as a result of it. I want to see the Lord Jesus Christ's name glorified. I don't see how he's getting any glory when I hear over and over again with all these cryptozoological things, how there are Christians out there and every single testimony I hear, it's always fear-based. I couldn't battle them. 
I got out of there with, with my life. I mean, sometimes they'll say something where they'll say Jesus and it, it makes a difference and it allows them to get out of there with their life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about victory. They're just tapping into a little bit of what they could potentially tap into. These things are evil. They're defiling the land. And they're increasing as things get more wicked. As there's more abortions. As there's more sodomy taking place. All of this stuff, these creatures, they're going to be coming out of the woodwork, I'm telling you. Go, go up on the internet. The testimonies are just, there's thousands of them now. They're all lying in unison. No, they're not. They're way too detail-oriented. These people are way too scared. They're not even given their real names. They're all unrelated accounts. And it's all a very common theme. Anyway, um, secret military bases use people repellent. Many people, including myself, have experienced unsettling feelings. Now, this is good to know. When approaching secret military facilities... Sudden agitation, muddled thinking, headaches, and even nausea are commonly reported, along with a desire to get out of the area. Because of such reactions, it's long been suspected the military uses people repellent in the form of electromagnetic and or ultrasonic frequencies to keep people away. It's not a far-out idea. There are plenty of electronic bug repellers out there listed on a listed on the internet that work the same way hey there's ones they have for dogs there's ones they have for dogs that when the, if you have like a neighbor and they had a dog that was barking all the time and you you post it and you aim it toward their yard it will put out that the ultrasonic frequency that like dogs would hear and it they don't like it so it tend, they tend to stop barking so if they got that for dogs you know they have it for people one company's website says it product, its product delivers ultrasonic frequencies up to 5,000 square feet. Invading pets are flooded. Okay, so this is one for invading pets. Are flooded with loud, disoriented noise while you don't hear a thing. Because you know how the, the, dog, the dog whistle, the dog can hear it, you can't. Well, same thing. Another ad says its product changes the electromagnetic magnetic frequencies that travel through your wiring of your home into pulsating vibrations the electromagnetic signals turn on and off every few seconds making it next to impossible for pests to build a tolerance to this irritating uh the environment that, dr that drives them out they've got this these things you can plug into your house i've got them installed on our house you plug them into the light socket and it puts out different types of frequencies that repels bugs and i'm just telling you i installed some more in our downstairs and normally during the summer, we get a lot of these just little bugs and stuff coming into the house. It, and I, I try to go real low on pesticide usage because I'm trying to keep, you know, I'm trying to practice what I preach and not do a lot of things that are bad for us and the environment and stuff like that. And I'll use stuff like boric acid and I'll use a lot of natural stuff. But this year I installed a couple more of those downstairs and I'm telling you, we've the bugs down there are literally at, I would say, oh, man, I'd say I cut it down by at least 50%, if not more, on the bugs I've seen so far. Um, so I think they really do make a difference. Um, a simple, and you'll understand 
this in a second. A simple lyric hearing aid recently provided evidence that similar but more powerful frequency waves are being broadcast from secret military facilities hidden beneath the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute. Now remember, I talked about them extensively in the last report I did. I posted the, the, the um, links to it within this PDF, okay? And they'll be in green. You'll see them previously. Um... Uh, because there's a huge underground base underneath this Pisgah Astronomical Research, also known as Perry, in the mountains of North Carolina. Vicki McMahon, our Facebook manager, checked out the facility in March of 2016, and her hearing aid went haywire. She said, I have deafening tinnitus, and I wear the Lyric hearing aids that completely block out the ringing in my ears, she explained. But while I was at Perry, the ringing in my ears was almost overpowering, yet as soon as I left there, my hearing went right back to normal. Vicky added that the Lyric hearing aids are affected by magnets, which might suggest that the electronic electromagnetic frequencies are being used at Perry. It's worth noting that Vicky saw a dark helicopter with no visible markings flying away from Perry, a place purported to be just an astronomy research center. And that is a total front, evidently. Again, see my, my previous report on that. Witnesses with high security clearance have reported to this website that the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute is a camouflage capstone cover for a secret city-sized military base underneath it. And when you listen to my previous teaching, if you haven't heard it, you'll get total proof of that. Okay, next report. Mantel's secret of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Editor's note, I had a face-to-face -face interview with Woody, and there's a picture of this guy on the right, on March 21st, 2016, when he and his family were passing through North Carolina on their spring break, break vacation. He wanted to share this information. This is what he told me about his boyhood memories of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, the place long rumored to house debris and the small alien bodies of the 1947 Roswell UFO crash. This is where they brought the Roswell wreckage to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. I grew up around Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, he began, and I heard many stories of what went on there. For example, I spoke with a truck driver who delivered materials to the underground tunnels at Wright-Patterson and Mound Laboratories. Then a maintenance tech told me of two facilities were connected by an underground tunnel. It should be noted that Mound Labs is an underground facility associated with nuclear weapons research the Manhattan Project, and the nuclear power systems for the U.S. space program. It is operated by Monsanto, Monsatino Research Corporation. So we know it's good, you know. Uh, that lab is adjacent to the Miamisburg Indian Mound. Woody explained, this is very interesting, uh, which is one of the largest mound structures in Ohio and is rumored, and again, I think uh, L.A. Marzulli uh, has been, done a lot of, I just watched a video of him the other day where he was I think he might have been at this mound or near it was like the serpent mound in in Ohio it's one of the biggest Indian burial grounds it's in the it's in the shape of a serpent it's gigantic and there's literally stasis chambers under there with giants they're in these stasis chambers and and they're basically just waiting to make their big debut that's what I mean. These these Indian burial mounds. That's what that's what's under a lot of them. They, they've been discovered, giants in stasis chambers that are waiting to come out. I'm sure for the Book of Revelation or whatever. Hold on. What does the Bible say? As it was in the days of Noah, Jesus said, "So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man." What was the biggest thing going on there? I mean, the number report would be the giants. Okay, so. 
could it be that we're actually going to see the reemergence of giants again? I think so. And this is, I mean, this is just one area where I've, I've talked about these stasis chambers. There's all been all kind of firsthand accounts of this. People have seen these things. Sometimes they'll go into these stasis chambers and the, and the giant will be dead because whatever something, maybe an earthquake or something happened along the way over the thousands of years they've been in these things. And I've, I've got pictures of them in some of my reports. Just key in stasis. S-T-A-I, <coughs> S-T-A-S-I-S, I believe. Just key that in, into the keyword search box. At contendingfortruth.com, there's actual pictures. They, I mean, they look legit. And there, there's been so many accounts of this, that these things exist. Anyway, would he explain... The, the Miamisburg Mound, what he explained, which is one of the largest mound structures in Ohio. Ohio is rife with these things. So Ohio is where I was originally from. And is rumored to have an underground chamber containing remnants of an ancient people known as the Stasis Beans. These are giants, typically. Mounds can be found throughout Ohio, and while the information has been suppressed in recent decades by the Smithsonian Institute, because they're the ones that always go in and they either cover it up or whatever, or make the area off-limits, or get rid of the evidence that's what the smithsonian institute does okay there have been numerous reports of giant skeletons found in the mound areas the old brochure for the serpent mound included a picture of a skeleton with a caption saying it was almost seven feet tall from the knees up and that's what they're admitting to okay so this isn't i mean this isn't up for debate <clears throat> Almost in passing, Woody said a friend of, and, and, and not right now, I know Steve Quayle and, and um, Timothy Alberino and Russ, uh, no, not Russ Dizdar, but uh, L.A. Morzuli, they've been doing all kind of research on this stuff as of late. And I will say those those videos that Steve Quayle and this Timothy Alberino have been putting out are some of the most top-notch videos on the subject of giants I have ever seen. I heard he had backing from that one guy that, uh, that one Christian guy, I forget his name. He's like a multi, multi-millionaire. Uh, I just wish they'd make the, the, you know, it's like 15 bucks to even view the video online or something. It's really expensive. I wish they would keep it, you know, like nine bucks or whatever. It's ten. It's Some people aren't going to want to pay 15 bucks to view a video. Yeah. But anyway, they are top notch. And they're going to all of these countries and like Peru and in areas of uh sicily or off the coast of sicily and they're doing all of this research and then they're, they're they're showing all of the suppression of all of these giant skeletons and all of these things that have been going on the catholic church has a lot to do with it the smithsonian institute has a lot to do with it they're going on indian reservations where they know about these stasis beings that that right now the indians could take them right to where these stasis giants are but they won't take them there because you know they're like considered sacred and they're afraid of what might happen the indians are but i mean this they're, they're going on to prove they're showing all of these this this architecture that's that's been that's that they have where we don't have cranes today that can lift the stones that make these pyramid or these structures and the stones look like they're literally melted together like there's you couldn't fit a piece of paper in these gigantic stones that we don't even have, have a crane that could lift to this day one of the stones it is uh, in other words, the technology that we're talking about here is otherworldly. It's fallen angelic. Okay? This is what they're documenting. And their 
series of DVDs are about the best thing I've ever seen. I've had listeners send them to me, the DVDs. I haven't seen the last one yet. It's just I don't want to pay 15 bucks to watch one video, but um, I, it's on my list of things to do. The last one that just came out, I think, is also a really, really good one. Just wish everything wasn't so monetarily motivated. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's just a lot of money to view it. Anyway, but it, it, it is the most top-notch stuff I've ever seen on the subject of Giants. Okay? So if you don't believe all the stuff I've ever reported on it, and if you don't, I, I've done so many studies on Giants, just can Giants or Nephilim in the keyword search box. If that hasn't convinced you, watch their stuff they've just put out i think they're on like the third dvd or the fourth and i even i think one of the videos i actually did i played part of it um if that doesn't convince you nothing will that's all i can say um so anyway let's go forward here uh okay so mounds can be can be found throughout Ohio, and while the information has been suppressed in recent decades, there have been numerous reports of giant skeletons found in the mound areas. An old brochure of the Serpent Mound included a picture of a skeleton with a caption saying it was 17, 7 feet tall from the knees up. Uh, okay, almost in passing, Woody then said about this underground base, <coughs> um, a friend told me one of his relatives who retired from the Wright-Patterson said that the underground facility is so large that they have horizontal elevators to get around. Horizontal. Um, and I was told another interesting story from a person who overheard a woman in a restaurant talking to a man named J. Allen Hynek, a well-known re UFO researcher. The woman told Hynek she took a wrong turn at the base and looked into one of the rooms and saw a three to four foot being in an environmental suit. Meaning ETs working with humans, which is one of the most commonly reported things you will see about underground bases. That our military has been doing this for years. If you don't believe it, can Grenada, it's the Grenada Treaty that our government entered into, our president at the time entered into, I don't know if it was eisenhower truman or i don't know where we went into league with these things in exchange for letting them experiment on our population a certain percentage and guess what that's the same time that all of these alien abductions started happening in america to the point where three to four percent of the population has said they've been abducted by aliens are they all crazy are all of these millions and millions of people crazy or is there something maybe to it? Well, bless God, we can't talk about that. That's just a bunch of fooey. Nothing's going to come any of that. Bless God, as a lot of churches would say. Because they don't want to address any of this stuff. Well, we'll, you know, that's good. You know, just ignore it. It'll go away. It'll go away. All of your, all of the hurting people you have in your congregations that have probably had this happen to them. Let's say it's three to four percent. I'm sure that's going to help them quite a bit. And it really increased their strength and faith in God. Because if that happened to them, they need to have a biblical solution on how to deal with it. Or maybe it's still happening to them. Maybe they're not saved. I don't know. But they're sure not getting any help in the 501c3 corporate churches of America regarding this subject. And it's a massive problem. Let's go further. 
So she turned and she saw this three to four foot being in an environmental suit that when they saw each other, she realized she shouldn't be there. It appeared to her that the being also thought she shouldn't be there. Uh, finally, Woody said, according to an acquaintance who later served at the Navy Wright Air Force Patterson, occasionally would shoot a laser at the moon. When this happened, he said he and other teens would congregate around the base because the UFOs would typically show up. There's a lot of things you can do to attract UFOs. You know, that's a whole other subject. Now, here we have a picture of a three-man film crew of Gala Film Productions in Montreal, Canada. They're filming for the Travel Channel. They already did this, what I'm about to say. Travel Channel filmed to focus on North Carolina's secret facility by Evelyn Gordon, the website co-founder of, um, I believe it's uh, Skyships Over Casher, Casher's website. A three-man film crew for Gala Films Production in Montreal, Canada came to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park on March 7, 2016 to begin filming an episode for the Travel Channel's Mystery at the National Parks. Now, let me tell you something. I watched the whole season, okay, of this. It was kind of little known. I think I had a listener email me about it. I'm telling you there is some cutting-edge stuff on that, that thing. There's really nothing inappropriate. They're not very long episodes. They're like, I think they're only like 21 minutes. But I'm telling you there's some dynamite stuff. I'm not saying I agree with every single thing. But man, they did one in the Everglades and on that area, which I've had a real big, if you've ever heard of my stuff about Okeechobee, and I'm telling you, it rings mega, mega true on what they said about that. Uh, in fact, that's the last episode for that season. Now, they devoted the following day to interviewing individuals with knowledge about the secret underground military base beneath the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. <laughs> There's multiple probably, but... Among those interviewed was Mary Joyce, editor and the website, uh, editor of this website and the author of Underground Military Bases Hidden in North Carolina Mountains. After completing the interviews, the crew began filming a reenactment for the show. According to Meredith Folky, an independent producer in Montreal who did the research for the project, the episode was inspired by a deep throat testimony on this website titled X. Military Man Exposes Underground Facility in National Park. Then she read Mary's book for more information. It shows a picture of the book, Underground Military Bases, um, Mary Joyce. This is the book I read from before that I purchased, okay? Just so you know what it looks like. According to Falk, Folk, the first season of Mysteries at National Parks went over so well that the number of episodes for the second season was increased from 8 to 12 shows. The new season will begin airing the first week of October 2016. Well, guess what? That never happened as far as I can tell. There's not a season two. I can't find it anywhere. I went up to their, their website where it's actually on like the travel channel. There's nothing there. It's only season one. There's no season two on Amazon that you can buy. There's nothing. Now, this episode alone would be enough for them not to want a season two. Just like Jesse Ventura's show got taken off air. And listen, I'm not in agreement with Jesse Ventura on, on a lot of different issues. But he did cover some really cutting-edge subjects on that show, that conspiracy theory, theory show. 
And they took him on. When he started getting into the FEMA stuff, the FEMA camps, that was when that show went off air. He was touching on subjects like, you know, harp and a lot of stuff that nobody would really go after, not not on a mass scale. And they they, you know, and then all that that controversy happened with him with that Navy SEAL said that he did this or that and it was all a lie and then he had to turn around and sue him and it's taken up all of his time about that. I think that was all done by design to kind of like the, where his efforts are going to be totally devoted to this lawsuit and to protecting his and protecting his uh um, reputation and throwing all this money at this lawsuit and, and this all-encompassing time so he would never ever think about you know doing subjects or maybe that was his punishment for actually doing that series i don't know i'm, I'm speculating but this never i mean this was supposed to start airing the first week of october 2016 well here we are in july of 2017 and there's no word of it at all not that i can find and all i need to know is that they were going to do an episode on this so this is how things happen all right and the the end i'm just going to throw this on here a little health corner on a subject that i get a lot of questions about this just came out this week magnesium has found to treat depression better than antidepressant drugs New science, a breakthrough nutritional study conducted at Lennar College of Medicine at the University of Vermont and published in PL, PLOS1 has found that just 248 milligrams of magnesium per day leads to an astounding reversal of depression symptoms in, subjects, in study subjects. My comment, whenever possible, it is advisable to purchase vitamins and mineral products in some kind of whole food base as this increases the absorption and the tolerance. Magnesium is an essential nutrient required for proper functioning of nearly every system in the body. Among its critical roles are assisting ATP production, which has a lot to do with energy, promoting healthy neurotransmitter levels, which has to do with brain function, uh, and at least in part, in cognitive health, as well as cardiovascular support. Uh, it, it's also, uh, you have to have it for... Uh, calcium regulation as well there's a lot of interplay between magnesium and calcium it is also necessary to drive enzymatic reactions and is a major contributor to the production of protein in the body uh, recent studies also indicate that magnesium is also crucially important for supporting bone health there's a lot of factors for bone health just so you know though it's just not calcium and it's just not magnesium there's a lot of other stuff involved with bone health um boron comes to mind as another thing manganese which is a bone toughener um, like i said i've transitioned over to other product lines so the product that i've brought in to replace the one that i had for teeth called biodent the, the one that i was using so much for bone uh is a product i believe called now let me just grab a bottle i'll, I'll tell you and, and again i'm just going to cover this briefly but just so you know about when you're dealing with trying to rebuild bone, whether it's teeth, whether it's osteoporosis, whether it's a lot of those factors, and particularly with women, when you're dealing with osteoporosis, especially if they be on the age of 35, usually they're going to have lower hydrochloric acid production. Our hydrochloric acid production in our stomach tends to decrease as we age, okay? We have to have that to digest calcium, to digest iron, to digest zinc to digest protein, to digest parasite carcasses, 
which are on like if you eat a salad and there's parasites in the salad stuff like that um because that's common i mean even if you wash the lettuce even if you you're you're gonna probably get some parasites in there but if you have enough hydrochloric acid that acid bath is designed by god to kill those parasites so that they don't implant in the intestinal tract and then you become infested with parasites that's why you don't want to eat a lot of undercooked meat too because there's some really nasty parasites in undercooked meat especially fish the fish parasites the main one is known as ascarius lumbricoides oh man that thing can grow up to 30 feet long i'm not lying fish tapeworms are, are oh i mean they are just scary i mean you got like 28 feet of intestines so i mean these things can grow to astronomical proportions um a lot of undercooked meat too they can harbor that so you know i'm not saying have everything super well done but you know it's important to cook your meat it's important to get all the blood out of it there's a lot of pro prohibitions of eating blood in the bible so and i've done whole studies on that just key in blood meat in the keyword search box i go over that i go over the levitical dietary guidelines not because we're bound by biblical law like the old testament levitical jews were but because there is wisdom in the levitical dietary guidelines just key in levitical you'll find it anyway when it comes to calcium the, the the product that i researched to bring in to replace the biodentin to replace um the bone products that i have bios biodent those it's called bone cofactors uh it has vitamin d3 which is essential for uh bone health uh k2 another one that's absolutely essential for bone health okay so again it's just not enough if you're trying to rebuild bone to do a calcium magnesium supplement okay i do have a calcium magnesium vitamin k d3 supplement which is just really dedicated to that but when it comes to literally really doing it for bone health this is the best product i've got phosphorus another one super important and then obviously calcium and these are forms of calcium and phosphorus and things that are easily absorbable this also has magnesium in it uh, zinc, copper. Copper is another one that is important, really, for ligamentous health, and it also has, you know, it, it has interplay with calcium. Manganese, as I mentioned, as a bone toughener. Manganese also, uh, you, you hear me a lot, talk a lot about that, holding your adjustments. Now, there's not a therapeutic dose of manganese in here, but it's enough to activate the other cofactors where the calcium will work best. If you just take calcium and you don't have the other cofactors. They can actually build up in the body. It can actually build up in the arteries and cause blacking. It can actually build up in the kidneys and cause kidney stones. It can actually build up in the joints and cause arthritis and arthritic spurs. So you want to be careful with calcium. Okay, so the, the products I'm bringing in are all like calcium balanced with this other these other cofactors that activate it. And then this also has boron. Boron is super important for bone health. Okay, a whole other thing you could do on that. And um, so that's the Bone Cofactors product I'm, I'm bringing in. Because I know I'm going to get a lot of inquiries about what do I do if I don't have BioDent. That's the product I would go to right there. Uh, anyway, let's go further here. Um, there have been studies demonstrating, demonstrating widespread deficiencies of magnesium, even in developed countries, indicating the need for an increased intake of magnesium magnesium would be considered what they call a macronutrient there's micro a macro mineral i should say there's micro minerals like boron like manganese um like copper 
like zinc. You don't need them in gigantic amounts. But then there's macro minerals that you need in much larger quantities on a daily basis. And those would be like calcium. Those would be like phosphorus. Those would be like magnesium. Okay, you need more of them. Potassium, another one. Okay, so the two magnesium products I carry, I've carried these for a long time. They've worked great. Uh, magnesium 300, uh, and I'll give you a link to it here if you want to know more about it. Uh, it. And then it exemplifies the best nutritional formulations by blending a therapeutic dose of the most well-absorbed magnesium blended with an organic whole food, which I like those kind of combinations best because you're getting the whole food in there and you're going to absorb it better and it's just a better way to get it into your system. And then I also have the magnesium 300 powder which is a really, really good tasting magnesium powder if you want to do it that way. Now, also, you can use it to help you go to sleep. For people that can't go to sleep, it's also good for people that are prone to constipation because magnesium helps with bowel motility. It's very, very good, obviously, as they say, for depression. It's one of the main, main cofactors. You get low in magnesium, and you know, you're going to be much more prone to depression. Vitamin D3 can have that effect because of the sunshine factor. Okay, and that whole, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Okay, so there's, I don't want to just give the impression though that this is the only thing that could be a factor in depression. I'm going to get into that in a second, but it does appear one of the main components, and there's a lot of other stuff that magnesium does. But like I've said, you wouldn't want to just say, okay, I'm just, that's all I need is magnesium. Well, there's like, you know, scores of vitamins and all of these minerals that your body does need so i always tell people start off with a good whole food based multivitamin mineral okay um i have the gummy line i have the the over 40 line for men and women and the under 40 line for in in the innate with the one a days do something like that as your base because that's your foundation the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do like the bible says in psalm 11 verse 3 okay so have a good foundational product or the intramax it's probably the best one i've got um overall just because it's got so much to everything but the kitchen sink just understand that when you take a multivitamin though you're not you're getting micro doses of a lot of stuff but you're not getting a macro dose of any one particular thing because if you were getting macro doses it would be as like a beach ball and you can't swallow a beach ball in, in other words it'd be much harder to take Okay, so that's what you're getting in a, in a multivitamin type of scenario. Um, and for further information, you can just email me. I give my email address here. You can find it just the contact thing on the. Uh, and listen, I don't I don't pressure anybody into ordering from me. Whether you get it from me or whatever, just understand if you do order it from me, you are supporting the ministry. And increasingly, as the economy is worsening, as people I think or whatever, we've gotten a lot less donations and i'm not complaining i'm just saying that if you do order from us you're supporting the ministry and that's one way you can do that and i appreciate whether it's donations whether it's your prayers whether it's orders i'm thankful for it all i praise the lord jesus christ i'm 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 you know whatever way god wants to take care of us is fine with me so anyway i, I give you that information and then i also post this because this is related this is my depression anxiety remedies as an alternative doctor, I would never advise my patients to come off mind-altering drugs cold turkey. Now, I don't take patients anymore. I can't do it. I'm just not, I'm too overwhelmed with the ministry. But I never, ever had any of my 
patients when I was in practice come off really just about any drug cold turkey and particularly mind-altering drugs um, it will not turn out good unless God literally intervenes so their system is not dependent on this now that could happen but it's not the norm obviously most drugs are addictive so you have to supply the body with what it really needs while you try to wean yourself off the meds if you're going to go that route i can't advise you in that capacity because i'm not a i'm not the mds that have the magic white coats and the magic prescription pad i'm just a lowly chiropractor okay that's just specialized in clinical nutrition for like 25 years um anyway the clinical protocol i recommend to my customers if you had somebody let's say they come to you Oh, I'm on lithium, I'm on Prozac, I'm on all these mind-altering drugs, I've been on them for years. Okay, realize this is a serious situation. And not only that, these drugs have demonic components. So you would really want to combine this with prayer, fasting, and if you so chose to get on a clinical nutritional supplement protocol, or some type of supplement protocol, implement the supplement protocol for probably a good two weeks before you ever even thought about weaning yourself off the first drug that's the safest way to do it and only do one drug at a time i told the story about we got my grandma off 12 11 out of the 12 meds she was taking in a three-month period including injectable insulin and glucophage and all of her heart meds in a three-month period and she was in her 80s it's god is my witness i'm not lying i'm not okay it can be done if you dedicate if you're smart about it and if you dedicate the time and the energy and and you know obviously there's an expense involved as well but you know listen if you want to be addicted to these pharmacia and whether you do it through me or whether you do it whatever just you know i'm just saying what it what happens when the new world order pulls the switch and you can't get to your meds anymore it's going to be a bad scenario for a lot of people they predicted that a ton of people the first year would die in that type of scenario if they couldn't get their meds just because they couldn't get their meds they're on injectable insulin you can't get insulin anymore well that's a that can be a life or death situation you're addicted to heart meds that can be a life or death situation you're gonna have people going crazy because they can't get their mind altering meds anymore they can't get their fluoride from the Prozac pills because that's the main ingredient in Prozac, fluoride. I'm not lying. Look it up. Um, if I had, like, let's say somebody that was on multiple meds, this is what I would do. The innate response, calm response, I list it all out here. It's one of the, These are all products that I carry, the professional lines. Calm response. It's a blend of different herbs and things that are really would be really really good. I've gotten good results, feedback from it. I would do what it's called BioGGB. Um, that is the fraction of the B complex family that you're that you would need in to combat depression. Okay. Formerly, I would have used Cataplex G from Standard Process, but I really think this one's probably even better. I would also use the 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 uh, the finest pure fish oils that I've been using. The one I've been talking a lot about. You gotta have a fish oil in any brain case. You gotta have that omega three DHA component with any brain case. It's essential. So in other words, I'm reluctant to just say in a depression case just do magnesium. 
Yes, will you see improvement? Sure, but there's probably other missing components. You're just trying to get more money out of it. No, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not trying to. I'm telling you, this is probably what's needed. Whether you do it with me or whether you do it with somebody else, I'm telling you, depression cases aren't just simple. It's just not. There's certain things like, let's say like hemorrhoids. You could, you may be able to get with just giving them colonsonia root on a hemorrhoid case. But you really need to detox the liver and the gallbladder as well because it's related. I've got into that before. But once you detox the liver and the gallbladder, you might just be able to just get away with colonsonia root. You might be able to just do one thing. But with certain problems in the body, it's never that simple. Heart cases are usually never that. Osteoarthritis, there's multiple components. Osteoporosis, there's multiple components. Depression, there's multiple components. The body's complex, you know? And there's certain things that, you know, you just got to have more stuff for. Anyway, you can do the, uh, the finest pure fish oil or Nature Dynamics now has the uh, omega-3 gummy. Okay, you could do that too. If, if you didn't want to swallow the big fish oil things. I do think the finest pure fish oil, though, is better because you're getting more of that DHA omega-3. It's, it's better. And then and then either magnesium 300, the caps, or the powder. Okay, that's a full wean yourself off your depression meds, anxiety meds protocol. Now, once you've weaned yourself off, if you so choose to do that, Okay, and you're off it. Let's say you're good. You're about, you're, I don't know, a month or two. Hey, I'm good. Okay, now you can probably start reducing dosage on those given things. Now, understand though, if you are prone to depression because we all have our own weak links in the chain, you might need to stay on the maintenance dosage of those products for the rest of your life. What do you mean? Well, is your gas always going to need or i'm sorry is your car always going to need good gas or will there ever come a time where you can start putting 69 octane into the tank and it'll run right well no well your body's the same way and there may be certain areas that you can get away with maybe not whatever but then there may be certain areas where if you don't take a certain amount of stuff you're going to be very prone to a certain condition like in this case depression or maybe heart issues just the way we were created with different weak i mean i got so many weak links in my chain physically you should see the stuff i take but am i am i on any meds no i practice what i preach i do <laughs> but i take a lot of stuff i really do practice what i preach when it comes to this you know um i do but i think god has maybe given me a lot of thorns in the flesh like he did paul maybe to keep me humble I don't I don't have a thorn in the flesh like he had where he couldn't I mean my eyesight's not the greatest. I kind of messed it up with I tanned a lot when I was younger, like tanning boots, and I wasn't wearing eye protection a lot of the time. I was so stupid. I had such good vision. And I you know, kind of messed my eyes up a little bit there, but I'm keeping them going with the nutrition that I'm taking. You know? Um But I do think God can give you thorns in the flesh like he did paul in order and paul besought god three times to take it away from him and he said my grace is sufficient in other words he needed that i guess in order to be relying on god and maybe to stay humble so you know but 
<laughs> I may be taking a lot of stuff, but I can do a lot of stuff a lot of other people my age can't do. I've mentioned that before. So, you know, God's given me the wisdom to know what to do, which is cool. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying I have the answer to everything, but I do know a lot of stuff. I've devoted a lot of time to this. Probably way more time to this than I ever even have in my chiropractic career. So much time I've devoted into clinical nutrition and researching and stuff. Um, and I just give it all away for, I mean, I give away advice for free. I give away consults that would have normally cost, if you would have come to me or go to any other doctor, you know, 100, 200, 300 bucks, depending on where you go, just for the consult. Um, but I will say that, like I've said in the past, if you do email me, please keep it brief. I cannot take on patients and I can't get into long, long laundry lists of health stuff and things. I just, one person can only do so much and answer so many questions. Uh, anyway, this would be taken until they had totally weaned themselves off the medication for at least a week. And then they could start to, now really, I think that's a little soon though. I think you'd really want to stay at full dosage for more than a week. It's just, you know, these are essentially food tablets, not drugs. And it takes, and it takes a lot of effort to break free from chemical dependencies like this. So I'm more aggressive in the beginning and taper down as the patient progresses. Um, I have these in stock if they would want to try them. I was, I was actually answered in, in, in email in this. Okay. And then the last thing I'm going to cover real quick, and then we're going to end it. How to use light therapy. Here's a whole other subject, which is really cool. Uh, and this is my comment, I say the more I research this, the more I am seeing stellar testimonies from individuals about using these devices. This may have a huge application for your patients, especially going into, um, or for humanity really, going into late fall and winter. For the money, this, is, this one is hard to beat and has everything indicated in the videos below. I give you some links here, that, a video that shows you how light therapy can help people that are battling SADS or depression, seasonal affective disorder. And that also has a lot to do with vitamin D3, which is another thing that you could add in to a depression protocol, especially, here's an indicator. Here's how you know if, if a person's probably going to benefit off vitamin D3. If that patient is really affected during winter or when there's not a lot of uh, sun out or if it's cloudy out and they hate cloudy weather and they hate the winter and they don't like it dark and they feel sad and they feel depressed. Do you know in those other states like Seattle and stuff and up in Alaska, the suicide rates skyrocket during those times of years? Why? Because you've got people that are very, very sensitive to that. They're probably very sensitive on the vitamin D3. Why do I say that? Because vitamin D3 production is affected by sunlight. And especially sunlight hitting your skin. Okay? That's a whole other component to depression I haven't even addressed yet. But you can address it through this light therapy. Now, granted, it's not the kind of... You're not going to get maximum UV-like production on your skin from one of these light boxes. But it does affect your pineal gland. And I do believe it does have an effect on D3. Okay, but you might need to even supplement with some D3 if you're prone to that. If you're prone to that SADS, seasonal affective disorder. These are things that like when you go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, which are all secular based, they will not address this stuff unless they're really cutting edge. They're not addressing the magnesium component. They're not addressing the light component. The, how, how UV light affects your pineal gland and D3 production. 
They're not addressing the, the, B, the B vitamins, how that affects can affect they're not addressing how dha the omega-3 component of dha affects your brain do you know that if psychiatrists and psychologists just put patients on these protocols when they came in now granted that's not even addressing the demonic component let's say it's generational let's say it's a generational demon the nutrition will still help but it won't obviously be the whole enchilada Okay, you would actually have to be then go into the whole Christian thing. So that's a whole other component that I'm not even addressing with this. But it is a huge gigantic component, the nutritional. And obviously the demonic can be an, another huge thing. This light can be another huge thing. Um, a light box can be useful for more than seasonal affective disorder. It has been recommended for use as an add-on treatment for depression. It can help you shift your body clock and this video shows you how to use a light box. And I'm not going to play it, but there are a couple little short videos that show you how to use these things. They're not that expensive. I, I think I got one for like, I got a couple, I don't just to have them for like 50 bucks. I'm really not affected by that. I, light, I mean, when it's dark in winter, I don't know. It doesn't affect me very much. It tends to affect Taylor more. It affects other people. I have a really good friend. It affects him a lot. Um, if it's dark out a lot, if it's, if it's um, during winter, um these types of people also tend to not like cold weather as much and i don't know whether it's because they're associating the cold weather with the shorter days in winter there's not as much sunlight it has this effect on your pineal gland d3 production so this is something you could also do in addition to the protocol i listed and you might even want to supplement with a d3 supplement and again i've got several i got the, the 5000 i use which is in a whole food base with the vitamin K in it, um, which is also helpful in absorption. And then I have a 2000, and I also have the, the D3 gummy, which is also a really, really good one. Um, pretty much from a nutritional standpoint, if you did those things on any depression case and anxiety case, you should see massive improvement. If they will actually take the supplements. Now, a lot of people say, I'm not taking that many pills. Well, take your meds then, I guess. But you're not fixing anything. You're not fixing a thing. All you're doing is covering up the problem. All you're doing is taking the black magic marker and erasing the oil light when it comes on in your car. That's all you're doing by taking meds. All you're doing is depleting your body of the very components that it needs in order to combat the depression. And you're just kicking the can down the road until it becomes a bigger issue and you have to take more powerful meds because your body's so depleted and all your receptors are so jammed up with those meds that you got to take more of that med or switch your medications. That's all you're doing. And that really is a universal principle for all medications. I don't have a problem using medications to save a life or to get somebody out of the woods or whatever. That's one thing. But I'm talking about you cannot drug your body into good health. It is impossible. So that's all I have for today. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us, Lord. I, I do pray, God, that we take all these issues to heart, Lord, that you would use this information, God, mightily for your glory, that um, you would convict each individual person hearing this information, whether it's the stuff on the underground military bases, where it's the stuff on nutrition, that it would be used to help other people, Lord, that your name would be glorified, that um, you would convict us on how to pray 
Lord God, in, in all of these things that we've mentioned with the underground bases, Lord, with the satanic covens, with the, with the foreign troops on our soil, with all of this impending doom and danger, Lord, you know all about it, Lord. You know what's coming. And I pray that you hide the body of Christ. I, I pray that you hide my listeners under your wings, Lord, under the covert of thy wings shall, shall I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed, as you say in your word, and that you would use the body of Christ mightily for your glory, that you would destroy these pedophile networks, Lord God, worldwide, that all of these arrests that are taking place and have taken place, Lord, I just pray that that would be accelerated. I pray that these wicked, evil politicians in high places, Lord God, that they would be, Lord God, if they will not repent of their wickedness, that they be destroyed, that all men would see in fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of your doing and that the righteous will be glad in the, glad in the Lord and trust in you and all the upright in heart would glory. I pray these satanic networks, Lord God, that you would hedge their way up with thorns, that they would not be able to prosper in wickedness anymore. And that, yes, if it be possible, Lord, their souls be saved, but that they're not able to sacrifice little babies and humans and animals, Lord God, anymore, that you would disrupt all of their activities um, that you would have, as you said in your word, that you would have the heathen in derision and that they would turn on each other and devour one another. That people like George Soros and these people in high political offices like the Obamas and the Clintons and all of these wicked congressmen and senators that are, that are um, bent on bringing in the New World Order and globalization, I pray to God, Lord, that, that you, you deal with them, Lord God, in whatever manner you see fit. But that they're not able to work their wickedness anymore lord and that you break up all of these satanic covens lord god worldwide that you destroy these abortion clinics lord god and shut them down shut down all the wickedness lord god that goes on in this world and expose it and that the fear of god would be upon these people that that maybe lord that they would get saved if it be your will i pray that you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable and pleasing in thy, in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.